are some lies in our science books. Taught it for 15 years. Even though I'm not teaching it anymore, I still like to study. There's so many neat things to learn. We're going to cover some of that tonight. Perception is being managed. We are being steered and guided by a hidden hand. The whole world has been duped by the media that is not real. <laughs> smart thinking, possible time traveler, smart thinking. That night, boom, contact memory. And then, Alex, if you don't agree, you'll be sent to a re-education camp. Just because I'm old doesn't mean I've lost my touch with the ladies. Experts are suggesting that we're in a golden age of shape-shifting reptilian sightings. Now, why is that? I was, and still am, a huge conspiracy guy. I literally ran out of new tin hat topics to research. It was most definitely not capable of melting steel. Then I would be a crackpot if I thought that was that was the, the case. Thought that was that was the, the case. Welcome to the Hypothetical Institute a podcast about conspiracies. I am Luke. I'm Salty. I'm Cam. Hey, boys. Hey. How are we all? Good. Good, thanks. I like that, hey, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, was exci- I'm excited. What's Let's, that? We've got all those new gears. Yeah. This is, this is our first full... The only thing we could replace now is these mic cables. Yeah. And maybe like a Kiwi co-host. Yeah. Oh, that's fair. But then... Yeah. We've done all right with like this little rural Kiwi. Yeah. Well, you want a big city Kiwi. <laughs> you want a big yeah. city Kiwi. You, like, do n- you do not want a big city Kiwi. They are the worst Kiwis. Big city Kiwi. Okay. Yeah. Because they've got all the traits of shitty small town Kiwis, but they think they're better. Right. And they're not. They're just like rubbish because they've got like a vest on or something. I want a Dunedin Kiwi. Maybe an Otago. Otago is a region. Yeah. So Dunedin is an Otago. Maybe a, a lower hut Kiwi. Oh, yeah, that, that works. Yeah. All right. I don't want an upper hut kiwi. No. <laughs> you want a lower hut kiwi with upper hut standards. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what's been holding up that process. Lower hut in the sheets, <laughs> yeah. upper hut in the streets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the other reason we're bloody excited is because we've got a great, an absolute cracker of a show lined up. We sure do. Mm-hmm. Current events. We're going to be talking about the wild boars soccer team recently rescued from caves in Thailand. Yeah. Thank bloody God. A lot of people making jokes on Twitter. Immediately after they were rescued. Yeah. yeah well, Once they were safe. All, you know, RIP to the brave the Navy SEAL that the did Navy die. Seal, yep. But they're out. Get the comedy out. Yep. I did notice though about, you know, you know they rescued four at first. Mm. And the jokes started coming. I was like, oh, that's brave. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you've made an assumption about how quick the rest of the rescue process is going to be. <laughs> But it turns out it was quicker and smoother than I think we were anticipated. Mm. Well, it was, yeah, it wasn't a four-month wait, yeah, as was originally floated. Mm. I am um, full disclosure at when it was first announced and first became a thing, I was just like, they're gone. Yeah, definitely. Like, there's no way these kids are getting out of there. Yeah, I had the same thought about the the raccoon that climbed the building. Yeah, same sort of situation. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> same stakes. Yeah, it was there for two days. Yeah. There's a live stream of it. Yeah. It started to get tired. This yeah. is going to go bad. It made it. Elon Musk was going to send a little rocket up <laughs> to shoot him up to the roof. 
So we're going to be talking about conspiracies surrounding the Thai cave hoax. Yep. Ooh. Because Cam, you've shown your hand there, Cam. Yeah. It, 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 I think it's been a long time, right, since there's been something that's sort of reasonably new that's happened that we've been able to jump on with the conspiracy theories so quickly. Well, there hasn't been like a shooting or something that would like usually be. Yeah, because I think the shootings we need a bit of bit of distance between them mm. and talking about them because of the deaths involved. Yeah, this is only one death, so yeah, <laughs> it's open slather. All right, so we're going to be talking about the Thai cave hoax. Yep. And we're also going to be talking about Channel 31. <laughs> Why is that a question? <laughs> and sort of things surrounding that. We went on a bit of a journey uh, to discover some real cooked units. Mm. And we'll be discussing all of that as well. Yeah. It's funny because remember a couple of weeks ago we lost an episode? In the episode we lost, I trashed out a local Brisbane band. And I didn't re-trash them out in the second time we recorded it. So now you're getting your trash But in Brisbane, up. that band... The guy from that band has a really fucking cooked <laughs> Channel 31 show. I don't think he does anymore, but he used to. There you go. Good. All right. Take take two on the trashing. Yeah. Incoming. Let's talk about the Thai Cave hoax first, though. Yeah. Didn't happen. No, it didn't happen. Ah. There we go. Done. Uh, what do you reckon? A bunch of, why would they go into a cave in the first place? So Come that- on. Why would a Thai soccer team get stuck in a cave during the World Cup? <laughs> That was the only real thing that I saw. Right. Like people saying that, as in, why would they do that? It's like, well, they're kids. That's yeah. what kids do. It was an excursion. Yeah. People, when they're going traveling around, pay a lot of money to wander into caves. Yeah. You can pay like hundreds of dollars to go look at a cave. These kids live in a land of caves. Of course they're going to go into a cave. I used to go into caves down like Jindabyne or somewhere. Yeah. To go for a little trip. Don't- Not pay me money. To get into a cave. Those caves. Been into a. There's a lot of caves in New Zealand where around where I live. A lot of tight, like really narrow passages. Yeah, no. Yep, pass. No. Um, some some water things like that. Uh, you can do like whitewater rafting through caves. Right. Lots of glowworms. It's pretty fun. Yeah. Bring me out some glowworms. I'll turn the light out and look at them. They're dead by that point, I think. You can see them in 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 forests. Put them in an ice cream box. I'm going to a forest. Yeah. So, what did we see about a do we need to cave hoax? We well, had to jump on a bit shoot to really get this. Did you see anything in the the normal places? No, no. It's a, one thing I, I kind of want to mention on on the show is it's getting harder and harder to find conspiracy things now that Google and Facebook are cracking down. Mm. Well, sort of cracking down. Did you see the Facebook thing this week? They're talking about Infowars. Uh, well, they they talked about Infowars a little bit because they came out with this thing, you know. We're trying to only have like reputable, like proper news sources coming up in the thing. Mm. And someone said, Well, what about InfoWars? It's like, Well, they sort of made out like that is a real news organization. Right. Like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> the legitimization of InfoWars has been interesting. Mm. Like, just getting themselves in by having people like Roger Stone, who shouldn't be in the media at all, but is. Mm. And yeah, it's, yeah. Troubling. Anyway, it's a but whole different podcast. The other thing that came up this week was, uh, I think uh, Zuckerberg was asked about like Holocaust denial on Facebook, and I think he sort of had a like, oh, you know, we've got to allow you know people to talk about you know what they want to talk about on there. It's like he was sort of equating it with like normal conversation, yeah. and then he had to walk it back a lot. Yeah, 
The other thing that came out about Facebook this week is uh, a whole bunch of like far right pages. You know how like a Clementine Ford can post a screenshot of someone telling her, I'm going to rape you mm. and she'll get banned from Facebook. Yeah. Because she goes through the, like the moderation process and they're like, oh, that's a screenshot. That's probably, you're probably bullying someone. Yeah. They don't see any distinction between her posting that screenshot and some teenager in Arkansas posting a screenshot of uh, like the chat that they've had with uh, one of their friends where they're banging out some other friend. Yeah. There's no distinction there. Yeah. So, auto ban. Meanwhile, all these Nazi pages like Britain First that was allowed to stay on Facebook for a long time uh, until I think they were prescribed as a terror org. <laughs> right. Uh, turns out there was a separate moderation queue for a whole bunch of pages like Britain First and Tommy Robinson and the things right. where they don't just let the uh, the normal uh, cheapo content moderator people that they employ in the Philippines and wherever to do the check. It got bumped up to like a tier of Facebook employees and so they'd let a lot of shit slide right. because, as some insider said, uh, there's heaps of fucking money in it. Yes. Yeah. Anyway... Anyway, Back to the- that's not the point. <laughs> because there's been this big crackdown, you've, you're, you've really got to go have a look. Yeah. I, so we ended up on BitChute. Well, I used DuckDuckGo as well, oh. the alternative search engine oh, yeah. to Google. Because um, I Googled Thai cave hoax and false flag and all that and wasn't getting anything. Yeah. Didn't get much on DuckDuckGo, to, go, to be honest, but mm. a little bit more. There was least, sorry, go ahead. At least on DuckDuckGo, when you put in a search thing, it actually returns you the results. Like it. It doesn't say, oh, you sure you didn't mean to search for the Thai cave uh, really happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I um, did find that one, there was one page that someone dove pretty deep into Freemasons and Princess Diana linking it all back to this through numerology, yeah, which was yeah. pretty cool. Well, so that was the main one that I saw, I Right, think. yeah. Well, do you let's, remember? Yeah, well, let's hear it. How does it look? <laughs> God. I kind of read, started reading it, and then I got a bit lost. and then I- they, were, they were a really good example of... Numero- numerology just being completely batshit. Like yeah. just stringing together random numbers and then jumping between different types of numerology. Yeah. yeah. So that page started off by saying that there was a bit of a local myth. So the legend of Doi Nang Non, the mountain of the sleeping lady. The, the myth says that the lover of a beautiful and pregnant princess wandered off into the hills near the caves and never returned. This website comments, how ironic. <laughs> Uh, the princess searched and searched fearing him lost before coming to believe he'd abandoned her she died of a broken heart and her ghost grew to a huge size and became the mountain the spirit of her unborn baby trapped inside Mm. so many Thai according to this website firmly believe that the princess's spirit is playing a role in the disappearance of the boys and that a lot of local people were making offerings to her to bring them home. Oh, yeah. I don't know whether she was like, oh, me baby's in there. I need as many kids in me as I can. Come <laughs> in my cave vagina and into my belly. I don't know. I mean, the, the vagina was never – the cave wasn't the vagina, was it? Like, it's not specified what part of the mountain is her vagina. No, but – Okay. If you're going to go into her baby bit. That's where babies come from, mate. One week, three days after the start of the 2018 World Cup equals 3001 divided by 310 and three weeks, one day before the final, it happened. 
13 people from the wild boars equals 103 over 31. Vanished in a cave equals 103 over 13 over 31. In the country formerly known as Siam equals 13 over 130 over 131, exactly 301 years after the founding of the Premier Grand Lodge of England. Freemasonry equals 130. Masonry equals 1003. Trigonal. Trigonal? Trigonal. Right. SIC in brackets. And not just any hole, but a cave within the Mountain of the Sleeping Lady equals 1300. Jewish gematria. Okay, so he's switched numerology techniques here. Yeah. Missing equals 31. Lost equals 131. Disappearance equals 131. Princess equals 103. Princess Diana died on the 31st of August when her car hit the 13th pillar in a tunnel one month, 30 days after her birthday, and one year, three days after her divorce from Prince Charles equals 131. Masonry equals 131. God equals 131. Wow. That's only the first two paragraphs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's funny how this is quite similar to the Chilean miners that went got stuck underground. Remember that a few years ago? Yeah, I don't see any similarities. No, no, there was only 33 of them. Whoa. They're in a hole. Yeah, no. They oh, went, yep, yep. Yeah, 33 miners went missing 1,311 days before flight MH370 vanished. Oh, 131 days before its twin aircraft, MH17, was shot down. They're not twins, but okay. And was saved on 10-13-10, exactly six years and thir- six years or 313 weeks and one day before the death of King Bumibol, who was cremated one year, 13 days after his death. The final match of the 21st FIFA World Cup equals 3-1-3, comes exactly 310 years and three weeks after the founding of the Grand Lodge. Okay. I feel like these people would have more success if they just kind of picked out one of those and and just really proved it without doubt that this is concrete numerology. It's a really tight example rather than just a list of random shit. Yeah. But did you know the 13th prime number is 41? Mm, I never thought about it. And apparently 13 equals 41. Allegory equals 41. World Cup equals 41. Siam equals 41. Wild boars equals 140. They vanish in a cave, which equals 41. Near Chiang Rai, Thailand equals 104. A span of 401 weeks after the Chilean mining attack uh, accident ended. One month, four days after the royal wedding. You also can't go... You- Sorry, I am. I've been pilled. <laughs> <laughs> also, you can't like he switches time units. So sometimes it's a certain amount of days. Sometimes it's a certain amount of years and days, or weeks, or weeks and days. Yeah, it's all very convenient. I think. Yeah, it all. <clears throat> really? I, I'm starting to think there's not much to it, Cam. I know you're into it. There's so many examples. <laughs> Princess Diana died 133 days after the Queen's birthday and 33 weeks, three days before her next. And this team vanished 303 days before the Queen's birthday. The Chilean, Chilean mining accident with 33 missing that spawned the film The 33. The, that opened oh, wow. On, that has 33 in it. Yeah. Opened on <laughs> the, why would they call it the, the 33 if it wasn't a Masonic thing? I can't think of any other reason. But, dudes, the film The 33 opening on the day of the Paris attacks... Ended three months, three days, or 13 weeks, three days after the finale, the final of the 2010 World Cup, won by Spain. Oh. So this is, they they pose a question here. 
next year, 2019, everyone get their bloody sports bet accounts loaded up. <laughs> next year, 2019, will be <laughs> year of the pig, which always follows year of the dog. And we see that in the previous dog years, 58, 70, 94, Brazil won World Cups. Will they win again this year? Oh, no, they won't because they lost. Yeah, I thought they were, I thought they were about to prof- prophesize who's going to win next year. They don't have all it's every well, four years. It's not annual. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? I don't know. No, it's every four years. Could um, not give less of a fuck. Please gamble responsibly. Yeah, yeah definitely. Don't the, follow this. <laughs> the very worst way you could gamble would be to bet on next year's World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> World Cup only every four years. Yeah, yeah, right. Like the Olympics. Yep, yep, that's true. And like the Winter Olympics. Yeah, right. Uh, like other World Cups. But that means we have an Olympics every two years, right? Yeah. Yeah. Solve that mystery. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there is more, but I'm... We know, Okay. Let's just uh, wrap that all up in. Yep. This guy went... Because there are a couple of loose ends, not many. No. But, you know, let's just finish with the last sentence. And the team went missing in the Earth... Equals 227, a span of 227 days before the year of the earth pig begins. As opposed to the, what other sorts of pigs are there? Space pigs. Oh yeah, no, that's fair. Oh, doesn't the Chinese Zodiac have a, like a elements associated as well? I oh think yeah. That's the real thing. Oh, okay. It's probably like a fire pig. Yeah. Wind um, pig, heart pig. <laughs> heart pig is just bummed out. Yeah. <laughs> Because I think I think we just had a fire one. Right. Oh, okay. Because I remember someone I worked with is uh, of Chinese descent. Mm. I asked them what does the fire bit of it mean. I said I don't know. You'd have to ask my ancestors. I said, well, like, all oh, right, what's their phone number? She's like, I don't think they have phones in hell. Whoa! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you got owned. Yeah. And then her ancestors got owned. Yeah, what it's is? pretty badly yeah. owned. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's what you get for being a heathen. One thing. Going back to the lady and the people offering uh, tributes to the lady mm. to, to help her rescue the kids safely, mm. that sounds like to us, oh, that's so weird. You know, villagers giving a tribute to a, a god that doesn't exist. It's a mountain. Well, maybe to you. But yeah, yeah. I didn't think it was that weird. Okay. Would be doing that. <laughs> um, a lot of people in Australia and, and people I know, if they lose something, they'll pray to St. Anthony, I think it is, yeah, or St. Christopher, yeah. which is just the same thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. Hypocrisy yep. and religion. Bloody skewered religion right then. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing, do you know, speaking of religion and uh, numbers, 13 kids. 12 kids, sorry. Yeah. And one, one young man. Yeah, young man. He's 25. Yeah. Do you know who else was led by one young man and there was 12 of them? The bloody disciples. Bloody disciples. 12 apostles and Jesus. Yeah. There you go. There was a theory that I, I read that uh, this was... Representative of Jesus. Yep. Who famously ended up in a cave. Yep. Yeah. Um, this, uh, it's an obvious mockery of Jesus. Oh, no. This person went on and it, it just was, it was no more to it than that, but obvious mockery. So we, we couldn't find anything on YouTube, but we did find a bunch of stuff on BitChute. We found PK on YouTube. What is BitChute? BitChute is a peer to peer. Video service sounds fucking dumb. So you know how uh, you, if you want to get uh, a movie off a torrent, 
yeah. these days. No idea what you're no. talking about. The illegal torrents. Mm. Um, illegal. And so when you're downloading it, you're getting it off many people at once. You know, yeah. Should I be listening to this? <laughs> Is Robbo incriminating me here? Um, just by being being here, you're incriminated. Uh, probably. Wait, uh, so does BitChute work the same way? Yeah. So it's like YouTube, but I'm getting it off all of these idiots. Pretty much. I think it's oh. being hosted on different people rather than central servers. I'm so, never visiting this website. <laughs> so I, th- I think as you're watching it, you're also re-hosting it some way. You can see it along the bottom. It has like how many seeds and peers. Yeah, yeah. Through. So if you if you've stream <clears throat> if you've buffered a little bit of it, then your that buffering will also then. I wonder if that, is that how it works? Because there is also a link to download it. So I wonder. I had thought maybe if you downloaded it and then out of oh, your okay. torrent program seeded it, then then it pulls it yeah, out. Yeah, that makes probably makes more sense. That also probably tracks with a lot of the conspiracy YouTubers we found that love to just download and host each other's content. Mm. Either way, get the fuck out of my uploads. It doesn't work. It's so slow. Like I tried so much videos on it and it just took ages and I got bored. Yeah. And like already these conspiracy videos are four hours long. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I didn't have to wait three hours for it to load. So we did find a bunch of, we found one guy who was very convinced that the Thai cave thing was a hoax on mm. BitChute. Mm. What was his contention? I don't think I watched it because it was taking too long to load. <laughs> was he? Was that um, hoaxation? Yes. Yeah. So I watched a couple of his videos today, but he he was talking about uh, Elon Musk. This was, I think there was a video. Hoaxation made a video about Elon Musk calling out the rescuer as a pedo because the rescuer said he could shove his submarine where it hurts. <laughs> but they were basically saying, "What is the point of this?" Silent. To and fro yeah. Yeah. between these two guys who are basically both fake. <laughs> like the Thai cave rescue was fake. Yeah. And he said, because he, he explained what he thought of Elon Musk. He said, I think it's becoming obvious that Elon Musk is not who I originally thought. I think he's being set up to be the fall guy for the space fiasco. So he is a real person. Mm-hmm. In brackets, not very bright. Mm. <laughs> Just a bit of a zinger in there. Yeah. And they are faking space under his nose. Jeez. A little bit of space cocaine. This Thai rescue hoax was going along fine until Elon started building his mini sub. They were just stringing him along. Yeah, yeah. Build one. It'll help. Then they heard he was on his way and they were like, Fuck. So they faked the escape really quickly and told him to leave it and the sub was dumb. Elon was the wild card here. So then after he got in a spat with his dude because the entire story is probably an elaborate cover for a child pedo exchange gone bad. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> the fact that he thinks, the the one person he thinks isn't in on it is the Elon Musk. Elon Musk. The, the elite billionaire. <laughs> yeah. Who's doing space programs. He's not in on it. He's the patsy. He's the naive face of it. Yeah. Because if you're going to choose a face of something that is, you know, the the dumb fall guy, like a George Bush, you know, people say he didn't know what was going on. Yeah. You get a rando South African guy. Yeah. Mm. I, feel, I like the idea that they're setting, like all along they were setting up Elon Musk. So that eventually, like, because I feel like the public has turned against him, especially with this pedo thing, especially with, like, him not allowing his workers to unionise. Yeah. I think a story came out uh, this week or last week that uh, safety standards in Tesla factories are really bad. Right. Yeah. Because he doesn't like yellow. 
So he's oh. like, oh, can we just dial back the, all the yellow safety markings? <laughs> <laughs> so it sort of tracks that uh, right. they'll be like, all right, we're going to get the public to turn against Elon yeah, Musk right. so that they'll be into it when we mm. pin the space fiasco on him. I am concerned about this space fiasco. Yeah. It's the first I'm hearing of it. What level of concern do we need to have? Well, what do, do they articulate what the space fiasco no, is going to be? No, I'm assuming he just they just mean the fact that the Earth is flat, there's a dome, you can't go into space, space is fake and NASA's fake, mm. fake news from NASA about space. So Elon Musk is like this dumbass guy who's like, Got heaps of money. Who's like, I'll build rockets. And they're like, Yeah, keep building rockets. We'll use them for going to space. Mm. But really, there's no space. So I think I've seen how this ends. Elon Musk gets to the edge of the Earth, realizes it's a wall, climbs up, opens the door. Yeah. Thus ending the end of the show. Yeah. Yeah. I f- feel like the space fiasco would have to be the global disclosure that there is no space, which is obviously going to be traumatic. Yeah. And it would be handy if you could blame it on Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he saw that guy pedo. Yeah. It's his yeah. fault. You wouldn't have known about it if he had it. It wasn't for his bloody rockets. Yeah, just don't think about it too much. Don't worry about the fact that we built rockets with like all the Nazi guys back <laughs> after World War Two. I knew it all along. Elon Musk. But Hoaxations. Um, idea of it all being fake. I think is just the general. Everything's fake. Everything's fake that conspiracy theorists have. One of his other videos was pointing out an article that was talking about it's got the potential to be a really good news story because that's what it is, a story. <laughs> and the, the article was going on about how someone from a production company that lives in Thailand was there to try and secure the, right. the rights to the rescue. Mm. And talking to all the kids to make them make sure everyone could sign contracts to give him the rights to make a movie about it. And so he was like, why are they doing that now? Why is that so important? Why? Because, you know, they're going to make money and it's, it was obviously a PR stunt for a film and it's, it was all over they, the shop. I feel like if they were going to do it um, like that, they would have got all the waivers signed in advance before they went into the cave. Yeah. yeah. Doing them while they're in the cave is not very efficient workflow. No. No. But were they in a cave? Or the soggy contracts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, not to go completely basic bitch with the conspiracy explaining, but it's very – when there's a bunch of kids that are like almost certainly going to drown or suffocate to death, it's much simpler to be like, nah, it's not happening. Yeah. Mm. So speaking of that, um, I flicked through the PK – Discussion on this. The live, oh, yeah. His live video with yep. Anaconda. I thought Hot we weren't going to be watching PK videos anymore, but it would seem that we're back on our bullshit. Well, there wasn't much. <laughs> there, there wasn't a whole lot of content, so I had to turn when times were dark. A lot of it was just him ranting about other shit. Most of it was. I kind of just flicked through. Um, Who's he in a beef with? I didn't get that. I didn't pick up on that. Oh, well, maybe he mentioned. the. I guess, he's in a beef with Hoxation. Oh, really? But I think yeah, they were talking about someone else in his video. So the the key points that I noticed down was he was getting this in before his State of Origin podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh, the big rugby league match here. Yeah. Uh, then he has a big coughing fit. Um, yeah. And then he says- Yeah, he's got cancer. That's probably the, the cancer. Slack. Yeah, yeah. And then, then he says- uh, we're going to talk about this Thai cave bullshit. That's <laughs> <laughs> where we know, we know where you stand on the issue. Um, and then he goes on about global warming. 
Yep. Yeah. Uh, he's like a bit cold. He's wearing gloves and you're uh, fucked yeah. up. So it's like a bit cold. And they're saying global warming, and the poms are complaining about 28 degrees. The bloody poms. It's quite funny, like someone, because it doesn't get that cold here in Melbourne. Mm. Someone all rugged up complaining about the cold, about maybe 10 degrees outside. Him having a go at the palms for complaining about the heat. Think about what you're doing, PK. Got him. Um, <laughs> was unha- he was unhappy that there was no footage of the kids emerging. He was like, well, we should have, it should have been the big moment and there was no footage of it. Mm. Well, I think that there was, but they were in stretches covered with face marks on, knocked out. Yeah. Cause, yeah and it was very clearly explained why they... Because even the parents didn't know who'd been rescued until after they were all rescued. Yeah, because they didn't want hope to pull out a kid. They didn't want dead. seeds of hope yeah. <laughs> to be planted. Um, and then he says that how did they know what time of day it was, which they, they didn't. It's like, oh, what? it was dark. How would they even know how long they'd been in there? It's like, well, they didn't know how long they'd been no. in there. No. There's a, a famous shot of the rescuer first finding them. And they ask him, yeah. and he says, you've been here 13 days. Yeah. And they're like, whoa. whoa. That's significant in the Chaldean bloody numerology. <laughs> um, Just that one kid that spoke English? Yeah. <laughs> they're like, oh, fuck, the one English-speaking kid's cooked. <laughs> <laughs> um, then, then he goes. <laughs> Sorry, just give Salty a second. Then he proceeds to play a, a racist phone call. <laughs> oh, good. Um, which is like a prank call. Of someone ringing up a Chinese shop <laughs> and asking in a racist <laughs> accent for um, dishes, but like using rap names. Um, and I, I, can I, can you permit me to do a racist accent just for the sake of showing what this was? Oh. Um, they were saying like, ah, oh, Wu-Tang Clan, do you have that? And PK's just like cracking up watching it. <laughs> it goes for about three minutes. Jesus. And then he stops what? that. Where's the context? How has he brought this up mid to talk about this Thai cave bullshit. Because it reminded him of that. Oh, because of the oh, Asians. Cause yeah, because of the Asians. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then uh, that was about it. I kind of had enough by that point. But then I looked through the comments. Um, one person was questioning, like, why none of them could swim. And then someone else in the comments said, well, of course. Like, I mean, not everyone can swim. You know, you might know, think that everyone can swim if you live in the Western world. But mm. And then this person says, replied, the person that was questioning, and said, oh, that's sus. You have no problem selling out to pay your mortgage. Don't come with BS responses, POS. Uh, piece of shit, I'm assuming. If you're a real person uh, in the first, if you're a real person in the first place, question mark. Ooh. So this person asked why none of them could swim, had it explained, and then just like, wow, you're a bot. You've been <laughs> using this to pay your mortgage. Um, that was a bit weird. Uh, people saying there's no footage of the kids again. Um, and then there's more stuff about like, Mockery of Jesus. Thank right. God that Salty was paying attention to the bits you skipped over. What else did they discuss? Uh, I believe there was some side thorn and conspiracy granny Yeah, did you get that bit? Yeah, but that wasn't related to the cave. Yeah, no. but as an aside. Okay. As an aside. Yeah. Were they saying that they think that their whole arrest was made up? Yeah, they're not sure if that was all made up as well. Because Anaconda Malt Liquor was like, now I got, the, I got all the court documents, so I was looking through them, and I thought it was a bit weird that sometimes they would refer to her as... Fucking conspiracy Kathleen, granny. And sometimes they'd refer to her as conspiracy granny. And then Pico's like, yeah, but I think then they went back and changed it. They fixed it. Like, are that, is Sidethorn hoaxing everyone that he got arrested? <laughs> or do they think the government is like, the government's knocked them off and 
making it look like they're going through the legal system. But they haven't, because they keep making appearances. So has the government secretly arrested them so they can go through the charade of having arrested them? They just take them out of captivity to show them off uh. in like court and stuff. Yeah. Is that yeah. like when Hillary Clinton rocks up places yeah. and they've just like let her out on her leash because she's actually in a federal prison? Yeah. Yeah. Anything else about the cave? I've got my own little uh, oh, hello. conspiracy theory. Hello. hello. This is a personal one. Yeah. So, you know, they sedated the kids, right? Yes. But that no one will say what they gave them. And I saw- Oh, it was on- I read it somewhere. Nobody will say what they gave them. Okay. Cut me saying that I know what they took. Shall I look it up to see? No. Nobody will say what they gave them. Okay. I saw it very clearly quoted. One of the guys being like, oh, that's up to the Thai government. Right. To talk about that, one of the divers. I was like, I wonder if that's because when it first came out that they'd been sedated. And for some reason, I guess some armchair dickhead was like, oh, what are you doing sedating the kids? They'll drown. (laughs) Uh, Apparently, the Prime Minister of Thailand said it's fine, or the President or whatever, said it's fine. They took the same stuff that I take. (laughs) And I was like, I wonder if that's why they won't say. (laughs) That's my conspiracy theory. right. Um, British diver involved initially said the boys were given ketamine. Yeah, that's what I had read. It's all right. Yep. Kids of the KL. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but Thai Prime Minister clarified... Didn't want to admit that he uses <laughs> ketamine. Yeah. That it was a, an anti-anxiety medication and that that was still conscious. Yeah. I mean, you're still conscious when you're in a K-hole, just yeah. different sort of consciousness. Yeah. Are you that anxious when you're down in the K-hole? I don't think so. You, you could probably spin ketamine as an anti-anxiety drug. Right, moving on to matters slightly more local, uh, we went on a little bit of a Channel 31 journey uh, in the past couple of weeks. Before yeah. we get into this, mm. I didn't really watch many of them, mm-hmm. but I'm very familiar with Channel 31. I've watched a lot over the years, so I'm relying on prior knowledge for this. So it all began after we'd recorded two episodes ago, and just as we finished, uh, it was revealed that a former Channel 31 presenter, Andy Nolch, had been arrested, or they revealed that he was the name of the person who'd been arrested for desecrating the memorial to Eurydice Dixon. Mm. Uh, He did not present a really great case on social media that I'm not sure the case he presented is going to do him any favours in the courtroom. (laughs) What was his case? Uh, His case was that uh, as the it's been reported that the alleged killer was autistic as we all know, vaccines cause autism. Mm. And so he was raising awareness re-vaccines mm-hmm. when he spray-painted a big dick at the memorial. Spray-painted? Was it definitely spray-painted? Uh, I think he painted it. He mm. definitely used paint because the way they caught him is that 
He stepped in the paint and they followed the footsteps. <laughs> this guy's a real fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> That's like fucking cartoon. Yeah, that is. Crime yes. solving. <laughs> Later on, the cops got hungry and one of them smelt a pie. Yeah. <laughs> it floated along. floated off to the shop. <laughs> so, uh, uh, after he'd done it, he posted it. He'd been posting on Facebook. I think he'd come across a few people's radars before it was revealed that it was him because mm. he was... Going a little bit off book, you know, everyone's like, oh, this is a tragic murder. Mm. He was one of the only people that was like, well, is it really tragic? Maybe what we should be talking about is vaccines, which was a bit of a red flag that there might be something cooked about him. Yes. Also, the loads of UFO videos he'd done on his YouTube. Yeah. But he also, he was like the only person after this, it came out that this memorial had been desecrated. He was the only person saying, oh, well, maybe we shouldn't be too quick to judge whoever did this. Uh. <laughs> So that's another red flag. Yeah, he blamed it. It was all uh, awareness raising, really the vaccine crisis. But also he felt like there was too much talk about male violence and not enough talk about vaccines. Mm. So we had a bit of a look at this guy. He's an interesting character. And it was reported that, that he was a Melbourne conspiracy podcaster. He also has a Scientology a podcast about Scientology. I think needed to be made clear is that his conspiracy podcast is all he believes in the conspiracies. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the anti-hypothopod. Yeah. And his Scientology podcast, weirdly, he's an independent Scientologist. So the Scientologist <laughs> kicked him out for being cooked. So Scientology essentially is about the group scam. Like really that's what it is. And, and the group is essential to the scam. Yeah. Without the group, you don't have a scam. Yeah. And without the scam, there's no religion. Yeah. Once you're an independent Scientologist... you just... You're just a guy that likes sci-fi. Yeah, <laughs> just a Trekkie. Yeah. Yeah. He also had a Channel 31. So the Channel 31 part was his own comedy show. Yeah, he had a, a variety show, I suppose you could uh, you could describe it as. Yeah. yeah. There was, you know... So it wasn't just a, a blank screen. There was a variety of content being displayed. Um, Channel 31, because obviously people contacted Channel 31, because he still lists on all of these things that he's... On Channel 31, they were very quick to say, uh, no, we already kicked this guy off a while ago. Don't worry. There is zero risk of him ever getting back on the air. <laughs> uh, we watched a bit of his stuff. Yeah. And you can sort of see why they kicked him off. Yeah, because it was shit. It's real bad. Yeah, I watched some of the stand-up because he was also a stand-up comedian. Mm. Right. Um, oh, what's the... I, I know there's controversy around people saying... The language around Eurydice, the the woman that was murdered, that she was an aspiring stand-up, and then people were calling him a stand-up. And a lot of the people in the stand-up community were like, no, he just kind of hung out and occasionally did open mics and everyone hated him. Yeah. So, yeah, I would probably swap those descriptors around. Yeah, yeah. Because she was actually doing stand-up. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't even, I mean, maybe he was an aspiring stand-up, but what he was doing was not stand-up, except in the sense that he was standing up as he delivered words. Like, as as he, he forced... Air out of his mouth in such a way that it <laughs> created sound waves. Yeah. We're not we're not here to judge his comedy. We are, I mean, we are kind of. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. really, really <laughs> bad. It was, but yeah. Um, he also famously did a whole, well, in, not famously is the wrong word, infamously did a whole bit, extended bit, was it, where he... I think it was not that extended. Okay. I, uh, maybe like a week or two. So he came out as uh, he was going to transition to female. Yeah. Or he had transitioned as... To, to become a female? I think he came out and said, I'm, yeah, I'm trans. Yeah. My understanding from people in the comedy community is that everyone already knew he was a dickhead. Yeah. yeah. So either they were like, okay, 
good on you. Yeah. Or they were like, just didn't engage with it at all. Yeah. I think he was expecting some sort of reaction mm. that he just never got. Right. And, and so eventually he just abandoned it. So he was trying to prove a point. It was one of those ones like, you know, how the, the dickhead alt-right guys go, oh, if you can identify as a, a woman now, I can identify as a, a helicopter. Yeah. I think he was trying to make a point similar to that. Right. Mm. But it just I watched one of his skits and it was just very confusing. Yeah. I think part of be successful comedy. All right. So there's a few rules in comedy. There's like the rule of threes mm-hmm. is one thing. So like you present three things, like one, two, then the funny bit. Yeah. There's like, I mean, there's things like callbacks and things, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. There's also- Timing. Uh, yeah, timing. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, but there's also- Pies, pies in the face is yeah. a good one. A really critical thing though is, you know, when your neurons are firing, they have to fucking connect. Yeah. Like yeah. if you fire it from one side of the brain to the other side, if it just pops off out of your skull, it's of no use to anyone. His Channel 31 show is weird because it's presented as if it's filmed in front of a live audience, I suppose, is the idea. Mm. But he's just doing it in alone. In his room. That's, I mean, Rob Schneider does that on his Netflix show. Uh, there's no audience in there and he's doing stand-up. So. Is he pushing his vac- no vaccine gender on his show, his Netflix show? No, but there's definitely problems with the show. Right, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't watched it all yet, but I'll, I'll get there. And let yeah. You know. yeah. I'll definitely watch it all, though. <laughs> <laughs> so, after all this came out, we looked at that and we're like, oh, that's Pretty cooked. Mm-hmm. And then just the other day, Rob and I, you, were ha- you and I were hanging out. Mm-hmm. I wasn't invited. Thanks, yeah, guys. No, no worries. Right. And uh, you threw on a little Channel 31 show by the name of Cyborg Stone Age Warrior. <laughs> just because, you know, maybe I'd been talking a bit of shit about Channel 31. Yeah. And you're like, well, <laughs> it's not all bad. Yeah. You need to see the cream of the crop, buddy. Have, so, you, have you watched Stone Age? No, before? I haven't. I would have, but I wasn't invited. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So... Imagine all of the barbarity of the Stone Age yep. with all the technology of the Cyborg Age. Mm. Throw in a war. Yep. And time travel. Yeah. Quick cuts. Yeah. And uh, ads for the next show. Yep. Um, ads Not for the-, for the next show on Channel 31, just ads for the next show, the next episode of right. Cyborg Stone Age Warrior. And to cut with all this, yeah. um, ads for people that might be want to audition for the show. Right. Uh, is intercut there? Yeah. Um, what else we got there? Well, I think it's worth noting that there's no uh, logical transitions between the show and the ads. Yeah. Right. It's not yeah. like it <laughs> stops at a logical point. There's no climax. It just suddenly cuts to an ad. Yeah. Uh, um, it, it's kind of like it'll just be like a lot of echoey effects. So someone will be saying, oh, Cyborg, Stone Age Warrior, you are here. And then there'll be like a, a low budget, like they're in a library or something, right. but they're supposed to be in the future. And then it'll be like, audition now, flash on the screen, and that will be echoey. And then it will go back. It's very confusing. Right. Is um, this something that's still airing? No, but it did have a pretty decent run. Right. Maybe 10 episodes. Um, yeah. And it's all, it was all on YouTube. And I think if you look it up on YouTube, you'll think you're seeing an ad for like the show as a concept. You're like, oh, this is just a, a cut up. Yeah. This is yeah like right. the best of. Yeah. No, that's just the episodes. Yeah, right? that's just how the episodes oh, God, I've got to watch this. So um, it's very confusing. <laughs> the most confusing thing about it is the casting. Yes. Uh, all of the male actors in the show 
look like they should be on a Channel 31 cyborg Stone Age warrior show. Right. Yeah. All of the women on the show, not to objectify them, mm. are incredibly conventionally attractive. Yep. And wearing not a lot. Yes. They are dressed for both the Stone Age times and cyborg times. Yes. There were um, – so the main guy – Galegius. Galegius. The um, director, writer, creator. Oh, he's, yep. that's this guy. Yeah, yeah, that's this guy. Right. Um, so I guess this will come to a point with yeah. the, the conspiracy stuff soon. Um, he, in a couple of the episodes, there was extended sex scenes with him and some of the characters. Um, when I say sex scenes, dry humping is probably the right word mm. and gets very confusing. It was a very upsetting thing to watch yeah. on Channel 31. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm watching it. I was really perplexed by how they'd cast the women. Yeah, and I, my conspiracy theory about that is that the Galegius guy he he also runs a martial arts gym, mm. and I wonder if he was like, "All right, ladies, today we're doing a." This new type of martial art is called Cyborg Stone Age uh, Warrior Martial Art. No. I Just put on the costumes. Let's do some training. Don't worry about all the cameras. Don't worry about these nerds. Yeah. I, Don't I, worry that I've painted all the walls blue <laughs> so I can take them out later. Uh, you are overestimating. <laughs> you are <laughs> <really> overestimating. <laughs> um, no, I think what's happened is he has gone – he's tricked people into thinking it's a legitimate television show. Yeah. So he's gone and found aspiring actresses. Um, I mean, essentially like how a lot of the porn industry works. I did see it pop up on a couple of Star Now profiles. Yeah, so I think, yeah, he's tricked people into thinking that this is a, a proper show. Yeah, right. and to be fair, you can put it on your resume as long as you're like, oh, well, this is far enough down that no one's going to check this one. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't YouTube it in brackets. <laughs> um, so I I used to follow him pretty closely in terms of I'd watch Cyborg Stone Age Warrior. It was on TV. Um then he, oh, then he had another show that was supposed to be a comedy. It had a laugh track. I can't remember what happened to that one. <laughs> I remember like the big joke was someone stepped in some cow poo. Yep. Oh. Classic. And, oh, and a hallmark of this show was just repeating bits that have happened randomly. Right. Callbacks. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. But like. That's disgusting. That's yep. so, so, so the cow poo happened. And then it happened probably 20 other times yep. throughout the half episode. You just cut back to that with yeah. a laugh track. When you've got some killer footage. Probably right at the perfect time. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then he started, uh, he transitioned his brand from amateur director, or professional, I guess, mm. in his mind. To cop hater. To cop hater. Yeah. So um, this is the great thing about watching Cyborg Stone Age Warrior. You watch this cooked Cyborg Stone Age sci-fi show. Yeah. And then it's like, next up, Ken Lay, Corrupt Cops. It's <laughs> <laughs> collegious. <laughs> um, it, it, it's all tied in. It started around, I think his mother passed away and it started around that time. Right. And he's putting on YouTube and he's think he was doing, sorry, he did a bit um, in front of her gravestone where he was talking about corrupt cops and just how the Ken Lay, the police commissioner, had, had done something wrong and they've been targeting his family. And he's crouching down next to a gravestone, smashing down a sandwich, <laughs> like a roll he'd bought from the shop, <laughs> while he was talking all about like how bad it, sad it was his mum died and, and how the – dude, finish your sandwich first. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not entirely sure what the situation is. I think it's like a family dispute maybe with his sister. Yeah. But like any cop that has ever – 
he's ever called about it probably and hasn't like immediately said, oh, this is a grave injustice. Right. Such as you might watch on Injustice on Channel 31. Yeah, is he going to end up on Injustice? Mm, maybe. But anyone who hasn't like immediately gone, oh, yeah, we'll sort that out, rather than being like, oh, well, you'll need, you'll need to go through the yeah. court system to sort this out. Corrupt. Yeah. <laughs> But also, all these videos where he's slamming Ken Lay and naming all these like individual coppers as corrupt, they're all edited in like the, the same, same way. cooked way. Yeah, as yeah. Warrior. He's got a look. To his credit, um, famous directors do have a signature style. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, Galegis. Galegis. They, you know, you can watch a Galegis thing and go, "I think I know who's behind this," because he's always on the camera. Yeah. Um, do you know why you might end up on Injustice? Because he's mates with Jeff. Welcome to the We Are Change Talk Show. Your- Host so- of the We Are Change Talk Show. <laughs> what is the We Are Change Talk Show? So visit, we no- we noticed after watching some of these corrupt videos, we started getting these. He appeared in like this other guy's channel, Jeff O'Toole from yeah. We Are Change, so Melbourne. We- the Mel- just Melbourne, just the Melbourne mm. We Are Change. Because We Are Change is a Global, and there's a guy that I think is somewhat legitimate that does yeah. We Are Change. No, there's not. Oh, really? Well, sorry, legitimate in the sense that like he's known, yeah, and he's um cooked. Yeah, he's completely cooked, but he's had like interviews with decent people, yeah, or he just approaches on the street. But also some of the alt right guys, some of the Infowars little bunch are, are mates with him and stuff. Right. So he's yeah. at that kind of level. Yeah. So Jeff, Jeff actually does have a bit of green screening because there's like a photo of I'm assuming Melbourne. Behind him. Yep. And he's sitting... He's not just shooting it out on location in Melbourne. No. <laughs> but he sits, seems to sit really low in the frame. Have you noticed that? <laughs> yeah. Like, there's... He's, his top of his head is at the the middle of the frame. Look. Yeah, right. Like, he's, so, he looks like he's tiny. Yeah. He looks like he's, like, set the camera up, sat down... <laughs> reported he, it and gone back and looked at it and gone fuck can't, can't, done, not done do it that again. again did it again <laughs> did it again um, so his talk show is basically a cooked conspiracy guy talk show where he talks about and that, is that on channel 31 or it's just on no it's YouTube. just on YouTube I am noticing that this video that I'm looking at the We Are Change talk show episode 16 medical cannabis and comments has had 33 views. Whoa. Do the math on that. Yeah. Far out. Three up votes, zero down votes. <laughs> Change that. <laughs> <laughs> um, Actually, I just disliked it. You don't see who dislikes your videos, do you? No. No. We all know when he listens to this yeah. that he sees there's one down vote on it. So, Galegius was on his, <laughs> his, his show. Uh, he did a like a on the street thing with Glee just in front of his big cardboard cutouts of the cops who have wronged him. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we come across Jeff, who <laughs> he's anti-vax. He's he's conspiracy guy, yeah. like like all the rest of them. He's I guess he's like a like a young PK. Yeah. Or, a, or a young one of those guys. He puts a little bit more effort into PK. He puts a lot more effort into his videos, but he has hardly any views on any of them. Yeah. So I think he's flying very, very, very under the radar. We're, at this point in the podcast, we are deep into YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say he's probably going to get more 
publicity off of our podcast than he has off his own back and based on his views. Kind of saying something. So he um like he's got a video where he confronts Dr. Chris Brown from Bondi Vet. And the video is titled like Dr. Chris Brown's views on medical cannabis. And it's clearly at a supermarket or somewhere it's, it's, where he's selling dog food. It's like a little uh, publicity meet and greet on a shopping yeah. mall or something. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Chris is there just to talk to the ladies. You yeah. know, the old <laughs> birds love love Dr. Chris. Everyone does. He's a handsome fella. He, he's fucking that jaw. Yeah, and he's single. Well, he was when he was on the television. Right. I don't know if he still is. But he comes up to Dr. Chris and he's like, I'm here with Dr. Chris yeah. Brown. And Chris Brown is obviously like, hang on a second. <laughs> <laughs> You're not here with me. But he plays it cool. And uh, he, he starts talking about this uh, woman who I think might have gotten pinged for uh, cannabis tinctures. Yeah, for her daughter. Her daughter. Yeah. For her daughter, who yeah. is a sick kitty. And look, tried a bit of CBD oil while I was on holiday yeah. in Amsterdam. Yeah. Bloody good stuff. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's not a horrible stance to say medical marijuana is a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> Bring it out. Yeah. But he says to him, what did you think of... Sorry, let me try and... <clears throat> So, what did you think of whatever her name is uh, and the recovery she had when she started using medical marijuana? And Dr. Chris just goes, oh, look, I was just there to treat her dog. (laughs) But it's a great story and I'm glad that she's doing okay. Oh, and he goes, and that's one of the best things about being a vet because it made her really happy and stuff. Oh, so Good answer, by the way. Yeah, he he handles it brilliantly. (laughs) Guy with... Epic amounts of media training versus guy with zero fucking <laughs> anything. And he says, so what What do you think of medical marijuana? And he just goes, oh, look, you know, I'm sure there's there's tests going on. I'd be interested to see the evidence the evidence, and what happens. Yeah. Oh, so you're waiting. We're waiting for the results. Are you? And I don't, he also, almost tries to make it sound like he's saying, oh, so you're eagerly awaiting the results <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of this. And he just goes, oh, look, you know... We'll, We'll have we'll just have to see. Oh, so you're waiting until the results come out until you say what? And it's like fucking hell. Meanwhile, we all know Dr. Chris Brown's like fucking how funny will be when we your dog can punch a cone, <laughs> but he he just can't say it. He can't say he it. He can't yeah. say that. He's got he's got the body Purina yeah. sponsorship to worry about. Yeah, just wait till you're like on your couch under a blanket, just touching up your dog. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, <can't> me, boys. <laughs> There's another video where he, I don't know what his thing is with vets. Maybe they just eat. They're just fucking really approachable and really accessible. Yeah, but he, he does the same thing to Dr. Harry Cooper, and the title of the video is Dr. Harry talks about vaccinations and pets, and you go, you think, okay, he's obviously gone to go out, Dr. Harry, about vaccinations. But he goes, loses his bottle immediately. Immediately. So Dr. Harry's sitting there and he does the same thing. He turns the camera around on himself and he goes, oh, I'm here with Dr. Harry Cooper. Um, Dr. Harry, what do you think about people who can't afford to get vaccinations for their pets? And I don't know if he expected him to just say, doesn't matter, don't worry about it because they'll be fine because vaccinations are bullshit. Dr. Harry just fucking no nonsense. Well, look, if you can't afford to vaccinate your pets, you probably can't afford to have pets. Very, very, very sensible advice. Yep. And he just goes, oh, yep, good. And um, what about people who give pets as presents? That's pretty bad, isn't it? Dr. Harry's like, you should always consult with, you know, if it's for a child, consult with their parents first about if 
you should get them a dog or if they could have a dog. I don't think any vet is pro pet Pretz's presence. It's a huge issue. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he just loses his his complete yeah, loses his bottle straight away. And he just has a little chat about having pets. But there was a second video with Dr. Harry where he's not even trying to be he's not even like there's no pretense or you know, making it look like he's trying to talk about something. It's just like Dr. Harry on his craziest, you know, most dangerous encounters with animals. He's like, just asking him, oh, what was the, I'm here again with Dr. Harry Cooper. What was the craziest animal you ever seen? Yeah. What's the most dangerous thing? And he goes, oh, well, says something. He goes, but I think Dr. Harry seems like such a great bloke. He's like, I think the closest time I came to death was (laughs) when this American alligator snapped its jaws right in front of my face. And Jeff goes something like, he's like, oh, true. (laughs) (laughs) And Dr. Harry's just like, he goes, so you've also got a new show coming on TV? And Dr. Harry kind of looks like, like, what? He goes, a new show uh, about your wildest house calls? And Dr. Harry just goes, oh. He goes, and he just kind of goes, that's just a compilation show of clips from the old show of wild, you know, funny things that happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's just a, it's a compilation show. That's what we, and he, then he goes into this sort of, that's what we call a compilation show. <laughs> and I've just got into the studio and done a few joining bits to tie it all together. He's trying to explain to him that it's not a new show. Yeah. It's actually bits of my old show. And then Doug Harry has a little dig at himself and he goes, but I tell you what, I think it's rating better than the old show did. Oh. oh. So yeah, and that's it. There's no like... It's a very low key. So this guy has a ponytail. Yeah. Uh, he did some medical marijuana ones on four twenty day. Yeah. Yep. Uh, ponytail disappears when he's with the hippies. Yeah. So when he's doing the little dreads come out. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much dreads, uh, little braids. Yeah. Kind of ones you'd give you say if you were giving your pals yeah. and braids in school. Yeah. Or yep. if you were like yep. the bass player from Limp Biscuit. Yep. Yep. Uh, maybe if you're a juggalo. Yeah. You'd probably get one. Corn. I was thinking of the corn? guy from corn. Yep. <laughs> no one no one at us. <laughs> Don't at me. Um which I which I really enjoyed. I like that he's he's going for the Snoop Dogg look. Yeah. When he's doing the the, the proper weed shit. Yeah. Um his video about the 420 day was funny with the woman just complaining about that no one turned up. Yeah, like <laughs> what do you expect when you it's 420 day and you're like, oh, can everyone come out to the city outside? Yeah. Well, no, because later on he showed so it looked like 420 Day started very early for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. a little bit and, too early. And they had a little conference. And the first speaker of the conference was the lady who was like, yeah, well, it's disappointing no one turned up. Hopefully next time we get some more numbers. And that's about all she said. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't turn up either. Go, talk, go tell your friends who didn't come that they should have come. Yeah. Like, I turned up. Don't berate me, lady. <laughs> um, then later on, they get some more charismatic speakers and there's a lot more people. Right. Is that where they start pumping out Dre? And- yeah. They talk to Dre. Oh, it's so cheesy. <laughs> Like in the past, I've thought, nah, four twenty day might be quite a quite of a fun little yeah. event. Park full of whiteies just dropping in bombs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As soon as I saw that footage, you're like, oh, I do not want to be involved in that. <laughs> I think my favourite video of Jeff's is his. Uh, he goes along to a what is it a psychic, psychic fair? fair, a psychic expo. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in Queensland, was it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Was that like a pokies in you? Yeah. Like a, a leagues club or something? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we were looking up these psychic expos that are around. They're like at pubs and things. It's yeah, just yeah. like people with crystals on yeah. tables. But he goes, he interviews somebody about their crystals. And I've got to say, given his like, given his skills as an interviewer, yeah. 
She's like amazing talent because she just basically unleashes her entire life story yeah. unprompted. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's what you need when you're interviewing someone. And he he comes back with like really dumb like, oh that oh that must have been overwhelming. <laughs> that must have been a great relief. <laughs> but mm. after he <laughs> does a little tour of the psychic expo, he's like. I, I still wasn't quite convinced. He hasn't, he hasn't set up what he's trying to convince himself of. <laughs> yeah. And he had the, he goes to like a knockoff Ishka. Yeah. yeah. So, I've, I've gone off to do some more reading on the supernatural. And he goes into like a fucking crystal shop. It's not even a crystal shop. It's just like a furniture and knickknack shop, Yeah, right? it's like an, Ish, an Ishka. Yeah, like yeah. Imported wooden furniture that's been carved by someone in Southeast Asia some, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And mood rings, yeah. salt lamps, a couple of books. Yeah. So you go straight to the library. Yeah. Every, everyone knows the best bit of Anishka is the library. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, so he sits there and pretends to read a book. And then that's the end of part one. Yeah. I know he, he does talk to the store guy. Books, by the way, in these shops are entirely for, will this look good on the shelf? Yeah. It's never to be read. Yeah. <laughs> no one's coming to Ishka for the literature. No. But then he goes up to the guy and is like, oh, can you give me a bit of a tour around, please, of some of this, some of these exotic wares? He goes, oh, yeah, we've got a, we got a eagle carved into a table. <laughs> yeah. He goes, oh, and how much, how long would it take to make something like this of such exquisite magnificence? The guy's like, I don't know, a couple of months. <laughs> oh, right. And how much does that cost? It's like four and a half grand or something crazy. Just like, oh, yeah. Fair enough, considering the effort. Well, yeah, yeah, it's a big eagle. Yeah. But he's like, walks up to a a display of these hand-painted plates, and it's like these little, like, they're all pretty elaborate and colourful. They look quite cool. You know, if you had a shelf and you wanted something colourful up there, you'd grab one of those. Mm -hmm. It says on there, hand-painted in Turkey. He's like, oh, these are very elaborate, aren't they? Uh, uh, From Turkey. So you, these, these are imported in? No, they fucking are just appeared here. We just wrote they're from Turkey. What? What is he trying to achieve here? I don't know. <laughs> if he was there to do paranormal research. Yeah, right. So the interesting thing about him is he seems to be the Melbourne chapter of We Are Change, uh, which is a global organisation. It has been described, I believe, by the Southern Poverty Law Centre as the largest patriot organisation in America, with 102 chapters in 33 states. Now, I do wonder... What? Red flag. 33 33. states. Oh, right. Come on, Cam. Yeah, keep up. I do wonder, given what we know of the Melbourne chapter, whether that means that they have 102 members in 33 states. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say yes. So, they're a bit of a weird... Group because they're like, like you said, they've sort of they exist in that sort of alt righty space. They are part of the patriot quote unquote movement, mm. but they also they'll like there's a lot of hippie shit thrown in. So they'll like quote Gandhi, they'll quote Martin Luther King Jr., who normally the patriots are not so hot on, mm. all that sort of stuff. Uh, there's a bit of sovereign citizen stuff going on. So there are the leader of the LA branch, Bruno Bruweiler, got himself into a bit of trouble. Mm. 
I think he was uh, trying to get access to the secret government bank account that belongs to him. We've talked about this before. Yeah, so uh, sovereign citizens believe that everyone has a secret bank account attached to them with full of money. Yeah, because and if you unlock it somehow, you like with using code words because they pay for your life with the con- with the contract, right? Mm. But it's like it sort of makes sense mm. because <laughs> like a huge organization, like the government's big enough. Yeah, the shadow government's even bigger because you've got a, all this galactic shit going on. Mm. Huge bureaucracy like that is open to loopholes, and these guys love loopholes. Like, yeah, all of the little. How to get out of paying your tax books? Books, yeah. Like that's just tricking the normal government. Yeah. If you all we've got to do is like get someone in the shadow government on a bad day where they're like, oh, they want to withdraw their uh, secret bank account. Oh, approved. Like, yeah. surely they have authority to do that. Otherwise, how would they even know about their secret bank account? Mm, no, it's fair. Transfer that money. Next minute, uh, Johnson, can you pop into my office? Have you been approving transfers to normal bank accounts? Anyway, he get, he got pinged for uh, yeah being a bit of a dill. I think it just all that normal sovereign citizen stuff. The weird thing about we are change. Uh, so the, the Southern Poverty Law Center wrote this whole thing about how they're nine eleven nuts and uh, sovereign citizens and blah blah blah. Uh, they were really unhappy about that because they said the uh, the article didn't mention anything about their charitable activities, which includes toy drives. During the holidays. Yep. Favourite of bikies also, I would note. Uh, clothing drives, feeding the homeless. What's and, wrong with bikies? And raising money for 9-11 first responders. Now, <clears throat> if you deny that 9-11 happened, <laughs> why, oh why, <laughs> would you raise money for the first people to back up the hoax? So, there is a Channel 31 show related to this yeah. called Injustice yes. with a dash after in. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Which it's really good. If you don't know what the word justice means, <laughs> watch this show yeah. uh, on Friday nights. I think it's on, on at like 11 o'clock just after the Citizens Electoral Council uh, report, yep. which is also an yeah. interesting choice. I feel like Channel 31 has been... I've gone away with a little bit of stuff. They're like, oh, we got rid of Andy Knowles. It's like, hang on. So you've still got the people that say the Queen is a drug dealer doing their <laughs> weekly show. Um, and on that show, that's a panel show of one lady, what's it, Janelle De Silva? Janelle De Silva, yeah. Who I think I get the sense is someone that wanted to be a legitimate actor. She yeah. has like fringe shows and comedy shows. Yeah. Um, she was on Thunderstone in the 80s. It was like a kid's TV show, oh, yeah. like a kid's sci. It was like a cyborg Stone Age warrior with a budget. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, and she, they basically get people on to talk about injustice, injustice. How they've been wronged. <laughs> um, and some of them are like, I, I watch. I think I watched maybe two, and at least on one of them, one of these people was like, um, "Yeah, I said that they did this, and they didn't do anything, and they said this." Yeah. And it's like, so what do you think? Do you think justice was served? No. Yeah. Why? Cause it was a, and it's like, what is this? Yeah, and it, but then it's like, it's there's a, there'll be a girl, and it's like, yeah, well, I was raped. It just yeah. gets really heavy, and it's yeah, like, yeah. oh, yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a really weird format because it's a panel show with Janelle De Silva at one end, mm. yeah, then the first in, injusted person, mm. then the second, then the third, they're all there at the same time, mm. so they all go through their their injustice one by one, and she's had the connection to this is that she's had a uh, Jeff Jeff on a few times. But 
it'll be like the first person is like, I was raped and the, the police never took the ca- about it. case seriously. And, you know, he's still out there. Mm. Second case is, oh, you know, I was in, the, you know, state care and I was abused by the Christian brothers. And then the third one's like, uh, yeah, I'm Jeff O'Toole. Uh, I took a case for We Are Change about a woman who had a lot of black mold in her house. <laughs> or there's one where it's like, again, it's like, I was raped. I was raped. The third one's like, yeah, so I uh, got this accounting firm to do my accounts, but then they charged me all this money for it. And I said, you can't charge me this. And they said, it was in the contract that you signed. Like, well, I can't understand all this accounting language. So we went to VCAT and the judge at VCAT said, well, you had to read the thing that you signed. Oh, it was very unjust. (laughs) (laughs) So do you think justice was served? No. No. Meanwhile, these two like (laughs) who've had to listen to this whole thing, which sort of is equating all of their injustices. There was one that I watched that when she asked the question, do you think justice was served? And they said, yep. My favourite of Jeff's appearances, though, was (laughs) we're just going to I'm just going to say that it was rape victim, rape victim. And then Jeff saying, oh, this person contacted my site. They were in a hospital. On the hospital grounds, administering a natural drug, a, a drug from nature, and they were told to stop, and they stopped, but they still had the police called on them, and they were arrested. Now, they never mention the the natural medicine, but it becomes very clear that- Ketamine. One of his mate has, mates has just rocked up to a hospital and started giving, either just smashing cones himself, or giving- Patients hanging out in the gardens. Yeah, the I, hospital. Got, I got the sense because I saw a little bit of that that he was dealing, right? Because it was like he was in the gardens trying yeah. to administer this medication. Yeah, smoke, smoke this; it'll make you feel heaps better. But then, like, he got arrested. Fair enough. Yeah, quite rightly. Like, um, yeah, okay. Look, maybe you know, marijuana could be really great medicinal. It's illegal now, yeah. so you deal it in the hospital grounds. You're going to get arrested. Yeah. Also, generally in a hospital, the, there's a system for giving out medication. Yeah. And I think this guy was actually in the hospital because he mentions how he got arrested and then he had to leave. He left the hospital to go to the police station. It caused him so much distress and so much rage <laughs> that his spleen expanded and he ended up back in hospital. <laughs> The one place they didn't want the him. The one place they didn't want him. <laughs> was justice served? Yes. It's like, right back there. It's like, can't keep me out. You can't come... Like, this show seems like it could be... Well, it doesn't seem like it could be a legit show because, like, all you... Ha- like, people are coming on there to talk about really bad shit that's happened to them and that's bad. It's not good, right? But there's probably better ways to deal with it. Yeah, I don't think the format has been thought through. No. But then, especially when you have this cooked guy coming on, trivialising this really life-devastating things that have happened to people. Because the panellists also comment on each other's things. Yeah. Yeah. And then he's just like, oh, my friend was arrested for dealing drugs in a hospital. It's like, of course he was. (laughs) One other thing about this show is, unlike the other shows we've talked about, there's some sort of production value. Like, it's done in a room. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, I think I think the first few were done in a room. I think some of them are done on some sort of set. Mm. Yeah, there's multi. It's a multi-camera show. Yeah, 
it is not in any way edited. Yeah. Like they, <laughs> right. they cut between shots, but it's so weird. And like the start of some of these episodes, she'll like do an introduction and be like, actually, can we do that again? Yeah. yeah. And then she'll do it again. It's like, hang on a second. <laughs> yeah. You realize you didn't have to put in the first take. Yeah. They'll um, play the intro reel and then she'll be like, as it's about to end, she goes, okay, so it's Karen, such and such, and Jeff. Okay, got you. Okay. <laughs> oh, welcome. I'm here with Karen, such and such, and Jeff. It's like, just put on a piece of paper. I, I know Channel one, Channel 31 is community driven and it's supposed to, you know, give everyone a ca- chance to get on TV. So, that should not be a thing. Yeah, get, <laughs> get some standards. Like, yeah. as, as we've displayed, you've got just people that should not be on TV. Or if they are on TV, there needs to be some guidance. Yeah. Or some, uh, what's the word? Curation. Yes. Um, <laughs> They're desperately in need of gatekeepers. Yeah. yeah. I mean, community TV has given us some bloody great stars. Rove McManus. I cannot name another one. Uh, but did Hamish and Andy? Yeah. John Safran come from community TV? Yep. Yep. Johnny, John, Johnny Safran. John Safran was on Channel 31. Here's yep. the thing it's given us some great stars. Yep. I've said publicly before when they were talking about cutting funding for Channel 31 and for community TV, you know, I'm a community radio guy. I've mm-hmm. said, look, this is an important breeding ground for young television performers. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing we need to find another breeding ground. Shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I, I was really. There was a point a few years ago where I was pretty heavily involved in the music scene and promoting bands and managing bands and promoting gigs and stuff in Brisbane. And I always thought it would be great to have a community TV show, community TV show that was music driven. Mm. And I found very quickly that it seems that the people, this, I mean, this, this goes for life, right? I'm going to teach everyone a life lesson oh, here. Fuck. So and it, life it's this life lesson that's going to make me sound really bitter. Yep. Yeah, there we go. Is that there's people who can talk and there's people who can do. There's very rarely people who can talk and do. So there's a lot of people that get things like this show, that show, the music show that was on Channel 31 <laughs> in Brisbane. <laughs> who like when you meet them, they're very good at talking and very good at selling themselves up. Yeah. But then when you see it on the screen, you go, how the fuck did this actually get on TV? Yeah. So they, this show would it was like metal and rock geared show, but it, the production was so terrible and cheesy and bad. Like every time someone would throw up the metal horns, which is like fucking cheese personified. Every time someone would do that, yeah. Because look, I'm a metal guy from way back, right? Mm-hmm. The metal scene is hilarious. But, yeah. <laughs> Every time someone would throw the horns up, they'd put in these really like bad looking lightning bolts in After Effects or something that would hit both their fingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> like, hang on, what? That's that's the best. Idea. And then there'd be like little explosions going off and stuff. It was, it was so bad. It sounds awesome. Yeah. Actually, just speaking of After Effects, uh, watching We Are Change US. Those guys are keeping the After Effects uh, glitch effects people in business. Yeah, right. Quick question: Do we? Does any of us know how to do that effect in After Effects where we get explosions and lightning bolts when we do metal horns? Well, we can't do it on the podcast. No, no. but I feel like if we want to pitch to Channel Thirty One, which I think this is where this is going, we need to learn yeah. some really corny production techniques and the awesome 
the corny one as well. Yep, definitely. And the awesome lightning bolt and explosions. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where we stand. There's plenty of places you can find aspiring TV yeah. stars of tomorrow. For example, YouTube.com. Mm. Yeah. Or BitChute. Any other business? Uh, Donald Trump. <laughs> You're like, any other business? Yes, me, Cam. Yes. <laughs> I do have some other business. Uh, Donald Trump. I've heard of him. Yeah. Uh, went to Russia. No. Or where did, he, where did he go? Helsinki. Yeah. yeah. Met, Finland. Met Putin. Yep. Uh, you would have been loving this. Oh, of course. This whole thing was a bit fucking weird, wasn't it? <laughs> well, actually, uh, before we get to him going to Helsinki, he went to the UK. Yeah. He met the Queen. And I don't know if this is... This did happen. I don't know if this is what people are saying it is. There's this whole like uh, hashtag resistance thing about how the Queen's brooch choices are really telling. Oh, yeah. She like massively trolled him. Yeah. So I read uh, a good article about this mm-hmm. written by someone who is an expert on brooches. Brooches, yeah. yeah. Um, I th- like people that like royals are just cooked. So, so they, they, they get into things <laughs> like brooches. Yeah. And the Queen is famous for like if she, someone's given her a brooch, she'll wear it next time she meets them. Yeah. And it's like a little... She's got bloody perfect brooch memory. Yeah. yeah. Or she has someone that she employs to, to do this, just as she has yeah. someone who she employed to kill Princess Diana. Yes. Yeah. She's uh, got someone who knows how to use Excel. Yes. <laughs> and they write Obama's. Yeah. Next cell. Nice little. Maybe put, you can paste a little photo in there. Nice little brooch. Looks like this. Little blue one. Yeah. And yeah. I, I, I imagine all the photos are different sizes, so all the cells are all janky. Yeah. yeah. No, this is probably mer- uses the merge cell function. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then has like, this is in draw number, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Next to a fucking lizard brooch. Yeah. <laughs> Don't wear this in public. Don't wear yeah. this or the hologram will stop working. Yeah. The fucking hologram disruptor brooch. Um, is that what her brooches are? Is that what projects her hologram? No doubt. What do you she, think? That she never has, doesn't have a brooch on. Yeah. yeah. What we need to do is go steal the queen's brooch. Yeah. And see what happens. Put it on and then we look like the queen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so she, basically the first time she met, uh, what's his name? Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. She was wearing a brooch that the Obamas gave her. Yeah. And it wasn't. A masterful a, troll, I'm sure you'll agree. And it wasn't a fancy one they gave her. They gave her one, like a, they gave her a couple, I think, over the years. Yeah, and they gave her like a, a simple little special one that Michelle like handpicked from something. Yeah. yeah. What we know about Donald Trump is he loves gaudy things. Yes. Yeah. He doesn't but, love the Obamas. No. Also hates brooches. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember the second two that she wore. One, oh, one was like the one that she wore to her, her mum wore to her someone's funeral. Mm. So it was like a funeral brooch. Yeah. Uh, and another one was another thing. Yeah. But they weren't like opulent occasiony brooches. They were very simple and mm. um, spitting in his gold plated face. Yep. More like orange plated. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he went and spoke to Putin. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like. What do you think? What they're like the brooches, masterful. It's like no, she's just wearing. She's like, oh, do we have any U.S. brooches? Do, I, do we have any like American brooches for this no, thing? I think it was a thing, but, do but you? yeah, yeah, but they're all guns, and you can't fucking go out wearing a rifle pin. <laughs> anyway, then Trump but went to hell. A lady in a bikini and the bikini, the American flag. Yeah, that went- silhouetted trucker <laughs> <laughs> grill <laughs> thing. <laughs> Then he went to Helsinki. I don't have any more. And met Putin. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, where you would have loved this, though. He slammed the US intelligence community yep. and said something weird about how uh, 
Why, why would Putin lie about it? Yeah, why yeah. would Putin lie about it? And then Why would he do it? Yeah, why would he do it? But then... I have no doubt that Russia had nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then the worst turnaround ever after he gets slammed by it, he's like, oh, maybe I went a little bit too far. I don't think he thought that. No. I think someone else Someone else that. does. It's but then they're like, all right, simple solution. We'll just say he misspoke. As you know, his fucking brain's melting. Yeah. Uh, he meant to say, why wouldn't he do that? Yeah. The, he meant to say the exact opposite of what he said. Yeah. Uh, in that one sentence, don't worry about all those other sentences he said. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I also would like to point out what they were referring to. A big part of that was twelve Russians have been indicted mm. um, as agents working in the US. Mm-hmm. Um, there have been a lot more indictments in the Mueller case, and it seems to be that all the things we talked about that I said were one hundred percent correct, and you guys said we're wrong, are all coming true in the Trump-Russia case. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys want to eat crow now or... No, wait. Okay, we'll cool. We'll check cool. out. I'll get some crows in advance. All right, cheers, QAnon. Uh, meanwhile, QAnon has been very quiet. Yeah, he's disappeared. He's disappeared. Uh, yeah. Coincidentally, Su- around the time that... Uh, Summer camp. <laughs> coincidentally, around the time that those guys were massively busted posting QAnon things. No, it wasn't after that. It was after the point where he got busted photoshopping things mm. or you reusing photos that weren't his and photoshopping right. them mm. um but, but the, the big thing on the sorry okay i think we're about to say the same thing the big thing on the QAnon subreddit today was uh the onion posted an article about how uh about mueller thanking trump for going undercover yeah <laughs> to uh, bring down hillary clinton's sex ring and they were so happy that that got posted until well, they realized what website it was on <laughs> One no no so one person posted it as a troll, and then a couple of other people commented like as it was real, and then the responses to that were like, well, maybe the onion's actually in on it too. Yeah. So they doubled down, and they're like, well, we need people like the onion to point us the way. We're getting there through satire. Mm. Uh, but then they're like, oh, but is the onion just a psyop so yeah. that we sound crazy? <laughs> so there's a realization there that they do sound crazy. Yeah. Um, I've also been watching a lot of Alex Jones lately. I don't know. Check out our YouTube, uh, Twitter feed for the highlights of that. Uh, spoiler alert. He's a little bit cooked. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anyway. Did he have anything to say on the Thai cave stuff? No. No. He, oh, I think he kind of, no, I think because there was Navy SEALs involved and I think Craig Sawyer, the guy that uh, is involved as a friend of his, right. he came up in the Tucson thing that backpedaled on it all once he realized it was all a big, Fake thing, right? He said it was all legitimate, and he came on. I think he was on there saying it was they were they're doing a good job, and don't question the seals. I feel like Alex Jones is probably like, oh, I kept on getting owned by those kids from the high school. <laughs> I, I can't get owned by a bunch of Thai like teenagers. Um, they're still pushing the narrative that Antifa uh, celebrating violence and pushing all the violence. Um, and the special guest they've had on the show the last couple of days is a guy that punched an Antifa person that was on camera, oh, yeah. and he knocked someone out. Um, he goes by the name Rufio Panman. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's his real name. Um, and he's like, you know, oh, the left, uh, Antifa, they're the ones celebrating violence and they're the violent ones. All the while replaying that sh- over and over again, getting that guy on yeah. um, and then saying how great it is and how much he's loving seeing Antifa uh-huh. punched out. But it's the left that are the violent ones here. Yeah. Let's wrap this up, eh? Yeah. yeah. 
If people would like to find us online, you can find our merch at Redbubble. Just look up Hypothetical Institute. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all of those places. You might like to listen to us on iTunes, but maybe you've got a bit of Spotify, free Spotify data on your phone. Mm. Chuck it on in the car. That's just a thought. Yeah. Leave us a sneaky little review or a rating. Yep. It'd be nice. Yep, I like it. You can find us on Twitter at Hypothepod for some cooked Alex Jones vids. Yep. And Robbo, where can they find you? You can get me at Ale of a Time, um, aleofatime.com. And my book is out in two weeks. Nice. Keg, bottle, can, best astra- best beers for every occasion. Mm. All good bookstores are online. You can pre-order it. Do that. Pre-order. Every occasion? Uh, no. Birthday parties? No, but we talk about what? festifications. What? <laughs> Christmas? No, we talk about festifications. Festifications. Yes. What's that? Like a festive event. Cam. Cam. What's a festification? Cam, Cam you're being obtuse. Cam. Like a, don't, like, ro- don't rob up this book. All right. Salty. But like what festifications is he doing if it's not like a birthday? Well, like barbecue we- is in like there, for example. Sharing with your friends. Right. Celebrating a special event. Yeah. Those are in there. What right. about being initiated into the Masonic world government? Of course, that one's in there. Yeah. What's a good beer for that? Like a dark stout. Uh, you got the yeah. Druid from Three Ravens. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you got Bad Shepherd. Oatmeal stout. Oatmeal stout. That's a good one. All right. Uh, temptation. Do- Dollar Bill, who have the uh, all-seeing eye on their labels. Hey, look at that. You can get me at Saltmarsh on Twitter, Andrew Saltmarsh. Illustration on Facebook for arty stuff. And check out the Toehider Patreon. And you can get me at Sexenheimer on Twitter. Gather around me on Facebook and iTunes for me other podcast. Folks, see ya. Bye. Bye. Don't worry about a thing. Except if all our world leaders are alien reptilians. in which to disarm Australia Trump is clearly